Ah, ah, ah. That was a real noisy drink. Ah, it's very sour. My mouth, my palate. Mm-hmm. Your, all your senses are assaulted. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's like... It, but it's not necessarily in a bad way, but it is in a big way. I'm glad that makes all the sense in the world. It does. Because the beer that we're drinking today is a key lime pie sour, which is why uh, David almost exploded. See, but here's the thing. I am a guy who drinks dark beers, mm-hmm. and IPA is kind of the lightest I'll ever go. Yeah. Um, sours, <laughs> this is really ironic because I bought the beer today. Um, sours I don't like because mm-hmm. they're like getting hit in the face with like a sour gobstopper thing. Mm-hmm. You know, to to me, it they have a a time and a place. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not bad. I don't taste the key lime though. I love key lime pie. See, I just get like the liminess. Yeah, yeah. Did it, this? It was Prairie Artisan Ales. Mm-hmm. They're local, right? They're OKC. Area. They are. Well, they're originally based out of Tulsa, and then they moved oh. to. They distributed everywhere, but now they have a tap house open open in OKC. Okay, brewed and canned by. Krebs Brewing Company, McAllister, Oklahoma. Interesting. Mm. Cool, 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 cool. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Conversations in Cinema. My name is David. I'm joined by my good buddy, Josh. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are here, all of you, all 100,050 numbers, large number, insert number here. All tens of you. All, All of you are here to listen in as we do something. That's never been done before in the history of the world. Oh my God, what is it? We're going to talk about movies on a podcast. Shut up. Yep, 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 yep. It's super revolutionary. Uh, This episode, we are going to pick which director we're going to focus on next, which is super exciting. It is. We we did kind of a pilot uh, series of episodes that mm-hmm. nobody's ever going to listen to. Nope. Um, And we we focused on Edgar Wright's movies, and we mm-hmm. kind of watched them and discussed them and figured out what, what we liked and what we didn't like about them. Yeah. and which then is, I mean, we, we liked all of them. Oh, yeah. Except for Scott Pilgrim, which is the worst movie in the history of existence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it gave us a good uh, test run to kind of see how we wanted this form factor to move forward. Yes. So um, if you haven't listened to the introductory podcast, I wouldn't blame you. What the fuck are you doing here? Listen to it first, obviously. But basically how this is going to work is uh, David and I are going to list three potential directors. Mm Mm-hmm. If we match on one, that is the director that we're going to do, and then we will debate which movies of theirs that we are going to do. Yeah. But if we don't match, we'll just pick one of the three that we It's going to be a lively debate. Mm-hmm. Just going to um, be a lot of master debating uh, happening <laughs> all over this. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of the... Ma- the, mm-hmm. the I'm thing. already winning. The. This was hard, Josh. <laughs> Because I said. was, I was, man, we are setting the bar super high. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking through all the the list of directors that we have, mm-hmm. kind of on our shared document last night, just to choose which ones I wanted to watch next. Uh, and my God, it it was hard because there are a lot of great directors out there. Mm-hmm. Well, because so for those you wouldn't know because you're not on our secret list, but we have a list of potential directors to move forward and they're all directors that we want to watch. So like when it comes to picking three, it's pretty dang hard. Yeah. You kind of think it'd be easy, but it's definitely that, that, mm-hmm. uh, 
option paralysis that you get whenever you sit in front of your Netflix queue. Yeah. And they're all, well, I don't Netflix, they're not all good options. Yeah. But you, it's, know, but you get paralyzed by indecision and mm-hmm. then you end up watching Shit's Creek for the seventh time because you just can't decide and you'll just do what you know. But yeah, so you kind of get option paralysis looking at this massive ass list. Mm-hmm. Um, but which, what, what, do you, what do you, let's just dive into it, man. Oh, Let, yeah. Let's, what, what are your, what are your, no, no. How do you, how do you, know, you want to do it? Do you want to do it like one and then I do, and then I go? Yeah, I think okay. we go one and one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool, uh, cool. After you, sir. My friend. There mm-hmm. you go. Compadre. Brothers in arms. Well, my first one is Sam Mendes. Oh, interesting. I thought about Sam Mendes. Why? Why Sam Mendes? Because he's so stinking good. Okay, we can't say that because it, we're going to do that for like, we're not going to pick a director and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this guy kind of sucks, you know? He has, the, the main reason is, is that his most recent one, 1917, which I think is about some uh-huh. war that happened during a time frame. I'm not sure the year the war happened, um, <laughs> but it did. I saw a movie about it. Um, but his body of work, which I've seen a lot of, mm. I have not watched it in forever. Yeah. Like outside of, um, Skyfall and Spectre for the James Bond. I, I have... forget that he did. Did he, wait, did he do Quantum of Solace as well? Or is that somebody else? That was somebody else. Quantum of Solace was during the writer's strike. So right. that's right. There's a, there's <laughs> right. a, there's a, there's a lot right. of issues <laughs> with that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, so 1917 is one of his that I've seen the most recent because it's the most recent movie that was released of his, but yeah. the rest of his body of work, I haven't watched in a long time. Uh, American Beauty, right? Mm-hmm. He did that one. Mm-hmm. That I've was never, one of his nev- first one. Never seen that either. Oh, you should. <laughs> is that going to be one of the ones that is, is suggested? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh-huh, sure. It's one of his first ones. Yeah. 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 So, um... So we we don't have to break down the movies for him, but so that was that was one of the reasons I picked him. Also, he's one that I know for a fact that we could watch mm. and definitely see his touch through all the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least I think so because I just admitted that I can't remember most of his earlier work. Sure, sure. Um. So what about you? What's your? Yeah, Sam Mendes is a great great choice. I thought about him. Um. I think about him often. But then I I went in a different direction. Uh. And this director, I think, is very interesting because he started in kind of one genre mm-hmm. and then has really moved into another one and shown that he is excellent at both. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Adam McKay, Ooh. who, uh, is, of course, directed Anchorman, mm-hmm. just a freaking legendary comedy. Um, he did. Uh, he, I, I always forget that he did all these hits. He did Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, The Other Guys. Anchorman too. Uh, <laughs> the and then of course the Big Short, mm-hmm. which is his first foray into more of a dramatic, still kind of funny and biting satire a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but still kind of you know obviously about the the 2008 financial crash. Oh yeah, super smart film, very very detail oriented. I have not seen that movie. It's excellent. It's on my list to watch. Yeah, um, and then most recently Vice with Christian Bale. Which is about uh, the former vice president Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. uh, also on my list. Uh, monstrosity that he was. Uh, but it, it was it was one of those interesting movies that I never saw it. But mm-hmm. it was one of those Christian Bale method acting. I'm going to get super fat, mm-hmm. 
because I'm Christian Bale. And that's just what I do. I don't know how that man is still alive. How is that? I mean, I guess if you're, if you have access to all the, you know, maybe he's a trainers robot. and maybe he is. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he a robot in Terminator Salvation? No, he fought robots. He was John Connor in that. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And that's the one he like had the meltdown at the, the the DP. I think it was or the gaffer. I think it was a gaffer. Yeah, you're a nice, dude. I like you. Is he Australian now? That's my British. <laughs> oh boy. We are not doing accents on this podcast. Nope. Even when we do, we still won't be doing them. Nope. Um, so I, yeah, Adam McKay, so my, the three movies that I thought we could watch, well, we can do that later. Yeah. We can, yeah. Yeah. We, 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 I we, really we, do we, like we, that, we, though, because I... Because you would see the progression from just mm-hmm. comedy to... Well, because you have a tendency with, like, Anchorman or Talagate... Da- Talag- oh, Jesus. The NASCAR movie. Um <laughs> The one with the cars, the zoom zooms. Mm-hmm. Is that the problem that you have directing some of those is that they're always just stages that are set and then mm-hmm. you just let people be funny on screen. Like, I think there was a, a director's cut of the first Anchorman mm-hmm. or the second one where they included all of the improv oh, yeah. scenes and it was like something like eight hours long. Oh, I can believe it with all of those actors and everybody. Yeah. Yeah, easy. That was, I feel like that was, those were kind of the, that's the golden age of kind of the raunchy comedy. Like mm-hmm. the, the early to mid, what are they calling them? Aughts, mm-hmm. right? Like 2004 to 2010-ish. Yeah. Because that's when you had all those like, you know, Anchormans and the Step Brothers and the other guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see a lot of those comedies anymore. Mm-mm. Well, because I would even say, like, from Anchorman to the other guys, like, I could, because I've seen both of those, mm-hmm. that I can definitely tell you that his ability to move the camera and do stuff definitely improved. Yeah. Either just because of the movie was allowed allowed him to, or he just mm-hmm. did it. Only downside to Adam McKay is that we did just watch Edgar Wright stuff, which he went from, you know, hilarious comedies to then Bayou Driver, which is mm-hmm. more of a, a thriller. Yeah. So it'd be maybe too similar to what we just did. That but is true. But it's still... Excellent choice. Yeah, still excellent choice. Yeah. Uh, what's your second one? My second one... Uh, Drum roll, please. I should have practiced saying this. Uh, is it... Bong Jong Ho? Oh, Bong... God damn it. You, you said it wrong, and now I'm going to say it wrong. Yeah. Bong Joon Ho, I believe. Yeah. South Korean director did Parasite. My God. He, he, and, and Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So good. You've seen Parasite, right? Oh, yeah. I've seen. So he's one of the directors that I discovered in film school. So I've known oh, about him okay. for okay. a whole while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his yeah, first- Bong Joon Ho. His first movie that I saw was Host. Sorry, The Host. The Host. And it's so fucking good. I've only ever seen Snowpiercer and Parasite. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'd be very interested to see. I'm not a big horror movie though, and I know that's not a horror movie. That's it's a monster not movie. The host. Yeah, that's a monster movie. Oh, it's just a straight up monster movie. Uh, yeah, it's more monster than it is anything else. His earlier I'm, work. I'm reading on IMDb the summary of it. A monster, or the the synopsis. The yeah, uh, a monster <sighs> emerges from Seoul's Han River and begins attacking people. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one victim's loving family does what it can to rescue her from its clutches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
It's real fucking good. I just took a drink of the beer. It's like drinking a warhead. It, yeah, it's just pure sugary. It's it's pretty good though. Yeah, no, like I kind of dig it. Like it hurts me in a it's, good way. It's a sipper. Mm-hmm. Sipper, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's real good. Um, some of his earlier earlier work I haven't seen a lot of. So like I've seen the host Snowpiercer, Parasite, um, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. I think Snowpiercer is far and away Chris Evans's best work. That's, oh. You know that scene in Snowpiercer when he's talking about like how he knows babies taste best, mm-hmm. and he's like just breaking down. Oh my gosh, it's so horrifying, but so good. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Let's see. He says short. A lot of shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like two thousand barking dogs never bite was his first feature. Feature in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So. I have I have movies picked out for him if he ends up being the winner winner chicken dinner. Okay. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Um oh man, that's a great choice. So uh, what's your second choice? My second one is I think the definition of an auteur. Mm-hmm. You're right. Ooh. He has a very distinct style and I don't think he's made a bad movie. Um Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh yeah. Who, uh, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, which I've never seen Magnolia. I haven't seen that either. Um, I've heard complaints that it's too long, mm-hmm. but I actually love long movies. I, I think if you're in the right mood for a long movie. Yeah, I've heard it's super depressing, mm-hmm. which is my jam. I love depressing movies. I Make just, me sad. I just love because, feeling sad. Because life and the world as we know it today in the 2021, it's too happy. Yeah. Too much good in the world. There's too much positivity going on. Too much on. sunshine. Mm-hmm. I need. I need sadness. I mean, if 2020 was anything, it was a cakewalk. Yeah, make my heart bleed. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean shoot me in the heart. Yeah, with sadness. I want to cry from my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have seen in film school. Obviously, you'll see the clip of that scene with Tom Cruise at his dying father's bedside. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's, I think, isn't that like where people recognize Tom Cruise as like, oh, he's like an actor. Oh, that'd be actually a really good or point. Or was that like a bit earlier? That'd be interesting to, to explore. I honestly think for Tom Cruise personally, it would be A Few Good Men. The, mm, that's pretty, he's pretty good. Yeah. You can't handle the, like, that's what I think people would call out as like his most memorable acting moment. Because he, w- he was also in, this has now become a Tom Cruise podcast, mm-hmm. uh, but he was also in uh, the Vietnam vet, what was it? Was it Amer- what was the name of that movie? You know what I'm talking about, where he, he, he is in a wheelchair. He's basically- Oh, Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, Paul Thomas, Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. um, he'd done Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, never seen it, Adam Sandler. I haven't seen that one either. Uh, I've actually never seen all of Boogie Nights. It's really good, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, I've, again, a lot of his movies, super sad. Yeah. He's not one of those ones, like, none of his movies are, like... Warm and fuzzy stuff. No. Yeah. And I've never not, like, watched them because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. just haven't gotten around yeah. to it. Um, looking at this list, I've only seen, like, a few of them. Like, three of them. Uh, three of his movies. So, uh, There Will Be Blood, one of my all-time favorite ones. One of mm-hmm. my all-time favorite movies, uh, The Master. The Master was very, very interesting. It's the definition of a character study. Mm-hmm. I I love The Master 
less because of the storyline of it and everything, which I think is really good. Mm. I think it's just so well shot. Oh, like especially that that one iconic shot mm-hmm. of him um, laying in the net uh, on the on the sailboat the sailboat on the ship or wherever, mm-hmm. with just the waves beneath him. Oh, oh yeah, so his movie like that movie especially I would say is like a slow burn. All of his movies really are. Mm-hmm. They're just no quick fast paced editing to be found there. This is it's it's very much like reading a long book. Mm-hmm. Just slowly turning the page. Um then you got Inherent Vice, which I've only seen part of. I wasn't crazy about it, but maybe I was just in the wrong mood. Um and then Phantom Thread. It's his most recent one. I never watched that I one. I guess it's about like a style of a So that'd be very interesting just to that I feel was like another Day Lewis one too. Another Day Lewis one. I feel like we could get a lot of good deep discussions around the themes and Mm-hmm. His shooting style for you and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is my second pick. I dig it for your third and final pick. Uh, shoes better be a fucking good one because I'm not impressed. David Iyer. Okay, David. Wait, isn't he more of a writer? Hmm. David. David Ayer. Ayer. David. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. I'm thinking of David S. Goyer. I'm sorry. Yeah, David Ayer. Did end of oh watch? my god! Yes, I love his movies. Fury is all amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll tell you why I picked him. You want? You just want to watch Suicide Squad again, don't you? I legitly think the only movie of his. I need to look at his IMDb again. I think the only movie of his that I've ever actually seen is Suicide Squad. Oh. Oh, I've never seen Fury. I've never seen End of Watch. I've never seen Bright. The that was okay. Netflix I mean, it, one. It, it's definition of a Netflix movie. Um, so, Sabotage. I kind of want to watch just because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in an action movie again, and he's like an old dude. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, like legitly, I think the only movie I've ever seen of his is Suicide Squad. Which spoiler alert, I hate aggressively. You are not alone in that. So. I but like I want essentially to see him be good. Yeah, uh, I he might be on the downward slope because his his last movie released in 2020 is called The Tax Collector, and it's with Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. the Boof, the Boof. Um, it currently has a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb, which for IMDb is actually kind of rare. They usually skew higher. Well, yeah, because it's out of 10 as well. Yeah. Uh, it's not great. Uh, fun fact: Do you know that Shia LaBeouf for this movie actually got a like a full chest piece done, full chest tattoo, like a gang sign, symbols, everything? The dude needs help. He needs help. Well, because also for Fury, didn't he like actually get he dental? pulled he pulled his own tooth with pliers? See, here's but Fury the, is a phenomenal war movie. Here's the problem I have with actors like that. Um, method actors whenever you do that method because like christian bale changing his weight and everything is one thing because that's the he he orphaned himself to become batman Mm -hmm. a thousand percent um uh at a certain point you're just not good at your job laugh at my joke josh i did um aha 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 son of a bitch I'll get you one of these days. But like if you if you get like a real tattoo and you get all that kind of stuff you're just not good at your job Mm mm-hmm to make pretend to be somebody else like if you yes but at the same time i'm not going to begrudge if they enjoy doing that and that's what how they love what they do 
I'm not going to begrudge him that. I think it's weird. I think it might be too going too far to, you know, harm yourself for a role. But, you know, if you're not harming anybody else and you're enjoying it, go for it. The best thing Shia Buff has ever done outside of the Transformer movies <laughs> is that music. Wait, wait, <clears throat> Before time began, mm-hmm. there was the cube. Yeah, super solid start to a movie Ten franchise. out of ten. Best yeah. picture. Bunch of squares. Um, <laughs> is the Shallow Buff music video? Oh, just do it. No, no. Have you not seen it? Where there's what? it's a whole orchestra and paper mache Shallow Buff. The Buffs. I can't say his fucking name. For was that. that like during his like weird art phase where he was like here after we after a walking we, art piece? After we do this, you're gonna watch it. I don't. I'm scared. I'm scared. It's the best thing he's ever done. I'm scared. I don't wanna. It's fine. I'll just watch you be scared. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. So yeah, it'd be good. What's your third one? Fury again. Um, my third one is kind of a a classic choice. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're gonna go, we might as well go with one of the greats, mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was trying to pick out some movies of his. And it was real hard because uh, all of his movies are super good. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly, just especially like in obviously the 70s, but then the 80s, 90s, early thousands, just legendary, iconic films. Mm-hmm. You know, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. I've never actually seen Casino. Raging Bull. I'd be interested to watch it again. I, 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 I've seen it. A, a long time ago, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, yeah, this is obviously very good, but it 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 is shot in kind of that old fashioned character piece way. Yeah, because it's all black and white to you. Well, yeah, it's all in black and white, which I think is a super cool stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert De Niro went full method for that one, you know. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the yeah. Uh, the Aviator, one of his, not I can't say more recent one because that came out like almost twenty years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say it's crazy, um, but The Aviator I've never seen, and that won like all the awards except an Oscar for Leonardo DiCaprio and Best Director. He didn't get he didn't get Best Director until Wolf of Wall Street, I think. Mm-hmm. Which Wolf of Wall Street's really good, but at that point, like him and Leo, that's modern. I feel like Scorsese. they started. To, give them Oscars because they should have gotten it earlier and they're just like speaking of method uh in for DiCaprio in the Outdoorsman whatever the fuck that movie is called oh. the wilderness one why am i forgetting it oh my god if you hadn't said anything <laughs> could have oh, the one where he's molested by a bear it was just a struggle snuggle a str- oh wow that's whew. um the Revenant. The Revenant. Yes. Oh, that was going to break my we're gonna, brain. We're going to watch Inarito's movies eventually, the director who did that one. Oh, yeah. Um, and that one is has really cool. Re- and it's all like mostly natural light or shot to look like natural light. Mm-hmm. Um, Out there in the Oh, in the I saw wild. that in the theater. And, man, that was just... That bear scene is super uncomfortable. I... That is... Sidebar, sidebar. If you were out in the wilderness, what would be the worst way to die? Starvation? Maybe. 
Dying of thirst, sure. Feels like going home. That's what they say. Everybody says that. <laughs> Falling off a cliff, breaking your legs, you know, ouch. But, ev- <laughs> ouch. but eventually you'll, you know, you'll die. Being eaten by a bear. Mm-hmm. They don't just kill you. They like just start snacking on you. Do you know? And who... they're big, and they have sharp teeth and claws. Mm-hmm. And you're from North Dakota now. They're scary. Uh, do you know who else would not recommend by getting eaten by a bear? Leonardo DiCaprio. No, the grizzly man who got eaten by a bear. True, but wasn't that recording like falsified? No, it was real. Of like him, like the the audio recording of him being eaten. No, because he's dead. Well, obviously, obviously, nobody's debating that he's alive. Listen, I watched a movie by Warner Herzog. Yeah. The German truth? Is he German? Or is he... European. European. The European truth. <laughs> yes. If I can't trust him, I can't trust anybody. They're all socialists over there. Mm-hmm. We should probably learn something from them. And a sidebar. So, Scorsese... I, uh, yeah. Then the more modern stuff. Have you seen The Irishman? No. All 7,000 hours of it? Yeah. I honestly have almost zero desire to watch it. It was, you know, I feel like he made it because he could make it mm-hmm. before De Niro and Pacino die. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did enough CGI on them. They might as oh. well have not fucking been there. Oh. Oofta. I, I don't understand why they couldn't. Just hire a younger actor to play one. That's how give somebody else the, in, in the in Godfather Part Two, mm-hmm. which Coppola we should definitely do Coppola eventually, right? Oh yeah, but Godfather Part Two we could drink Coppola they didn't, wine too. They did. Oh yeah, we could. Um, they didn't, you know, just have Marlon Brando play a younger Marlon Brando Mm-mm. or Don Corleone. They hired Robert De Niro to do it, mm-hmm. so we could have found a new Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. But no, we have to slap a weird CG mask on Robert De Niro, and he still moves and walks like a 78-year-old man when he's fighting somebody. Oh, it's so awkward. Oh, yeah. Didn't, I think Pacino had to wear, like, lifters in his shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That being said, performances, I mean, De Niro, Pacino, uh, 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 oh, God, the, uh, uh, what's his name? He, He was in Goodfellas. He's he's in Home Alone as well. Oh, Joe Pesci. Thank you, Pesci. Mm-hmm. He's in it. Um, there's not a bad performance in that movie, Mm-mm. but it feels like it was just kind of like a. I do have an interesting thought that mm-hmm. that kind of brings up that we could say for a sidebar episode. We can sidebar sidebar right now, baby. Well, I think it's a longer hey, form hey, discussion. Look, see that see that sidebar over there? Uh huh. It's nice and polished. Just got some whiskey over there. <laughs> Just Come mosey on up, belly up to the sidebar. Let's saddle on up to these, these, these chairs. Come on. Do you think that there are certain actors that are only seen as good because the movies that they were acting in whenever they came out were just inherently more geared to the kind of actor that they are? Mm. So, like, take, like, Jack Nicholson, for example, is kind of a crazy dude, but it worked for all the movies that he was coming out in because you have One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, the Shining, mm. um, later on in anger management, and then people are like there yeah. for a minute. I mean, he's not really acting anymore. But well, like, he, he's in his greatest role of a lifetime where he just sits on the sidelines of the Lakers games. Mm-hmm. 
But people are just like kind of surprised that he's a crazy asshole, but that's just who he is. Yeah. I don't know. That's a that's a great interesting question cuz who else would be like that? Mm-hmm. Who who's like a modern day example of Like of if that? you were to pluck him out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at one flew over the cuckoo's nest and then drop him into something today, I don't know if he would be as I mean it's a different style of acting back then. Mm-hmm, but like I don't think that like he I don't know if he would be as renowned as he is seen. Cuz I almost like there's a part of me that wonders with like Pacino especially because Pacino to me almost kind of just does what Pacino does, which there's nothing wrong with it, but a great ass, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, those improv Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I think he forgot the line. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I don't know. Pesci. He's been in so few movies though. Mm -hmm. Uh, notoriously. So few movies. Yeah, I, I don't think Pe- Pesci could make it like in a rom-com mm. or in like a science fiction film. No, like he kind of just they're, does the they're... gangster. Yeah. There's My Cousin Vinny. Like that's probably the closest outside of a gangster that he played. Which yeah. Isn't that far of a stretch. Yeah. Who's like a more modern day version of that? Or are people more versatile nowadays, do you think? Because mm. they have access to more acting schools and more resources to branch out i would say that the the current ones now are probably more of the ones that get looped into like those those uh, what's the word like essentially somebody who's like they're known as a hallmark actor they're in all oh, the hallmark like movies. The movies yeah that like that so like they're not typecast or they're not this but like they just don't break out of yeah the line that they're in interesting i, I mean would you think maybe like the rock is Oh, probably. Like the big act. He's he's more in the vein of like a modern day Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. where he's in a lot of movies, like a lot of action movies that are entertaining, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. I watched Rampage on HBO Max the other day. Oh yeah, surprisingly entertaining. Um, but then it just kind of kept going, mm-hmm. and it just made me want to watch, you know, Kong v Godzilla. It's coming out soon. His movies to me always kind of seem like it probably won't do that well in America, but it'll kill. It in always China. kills in China, always. Because um, San Andreas, I watched that on a plane. Yeah, and like it's wasn't just, he in like a movie called Skyscraper, uh-huh. where it's Die Hard, but he has like a prosthetic leg, and mm-hmm. it's it's based in China. Yeah, so that's why it killed over there. The the guy that he plays is a real guy, but I don't think what really happened actually happened. I, I, I'm waiting for, this is like a deep sidebar. We're in deep. Way mm-hmm. up there at mm-hmm. the top. That's where the rest of the podcast is, but we're down here, baby. Mm-hmm. We're swimming in it now. Uh, I'm very interested to see if Dwayne Johnson will ever get a role that people go, holy shit, give him the Oscar. Because mm-hmm. he has a couple of projects now in the works that he, you know, he's always He's always selling projects. He's always like promoting stuff. He's the king of promotion, right? Mm-hmm. I actually had to unfollow him on Instagram because he was posting too much about his fucking tequila. Well, he has an energy drink now too. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, the man is a monster and I love him. He's mm-hmm. great. He can do no wrong. Um, but he has a project coming up where he's going to play, I think actually one of his ancestors who was royalty. He, he, he coined it, he, in his words, as the William Wallace of Samoa. Mm-hmm. Um, where he was like one of the first kings of Samoa, I think one of the first like he fought for independent island. But um, 
a role like that, maybe like a, a historical epic, could be kind of cool to see him in. Um, I think he's also about to play a UFC fighter, like in a very gritty sports drama. Could well, he's also about to be a superhero in Black yeah, Adam. Well, I'm not holding my breath for that one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. We'll see. The closest if I, I hear him say, the power is about to shift in the DC universe. One more time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything because he'll kill me, you know, obviously, and I don't know the man. But I'll I be mean, annoyed. he definitely lifts weights. I don't know if he gets cardio, so, like, just run. <laughs> just run? Mm-hmm. It's true. We don't see a lot of his legs, do we? Mm-mm. I mean, I'm sure they're there. I just don't think... He's very he dangerous probably, over He could probably kick distances. us both through a wall. Oh, yeah. Just easily. Do you but, see on the post, uh, like, probably months ago now, because time is a flat circle, but he... He had he had a, a call time on set, yeah, and, and he, he couldn't he couldn't get out of his estate mansion whatever because the gate wouldn't open. So he just gets out of his truck and just tears the gate off of his own wall. I really, and it's a big gate. There's a part of me that feels like that's just PR for Black Adam. Well, that or he was like, hey, I could do this and I could just bill it as PR because my whole life is PR. Anyway, let's climb. <laughs> <laughs> climbing back out of that mm-hmm. sidebar. Scorsese is my final pick. Mm-hmm. Um, not so, really a bad option. On that. Uh, none of them are bad options. But we have the problem of we didn't choose the same director. Well, and this is going to happen until our list gets whittled down because we have copious amounts of good options. Yeah, yeah. But first, word from our sponsor. Thank you. We're making so much money off this fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is it. We've made it. <laughs> I can't count very high, but I can count how much money we're making. Negative. I think we're in the red. We're losing money for this? Yeah. I mean, I did buy a beer for this podcast. So exactly. Really... All right. So <sighs> do you have a preference one way or the other over one of yours or one of mine? One that tickled your fancy? Mm-hmm. Well, let's do this. Just make it fun and interesting. Mm. Uh, I will choose one of your directors, and you have to choose one of mine. Mm-hmm. And then we'll choose from those either of those two. Mm-hmm. So you chose Sam Mendes, mm-hmm. Bong Joon-ho, mm-hmm. and David Ayer. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And who did you choose again? Uh, I chose Adam McKay, mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. and Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to know you're paying attention. I can't remember the first one. It was it was like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is tough. Um, my first instinct is that I really want to watch Fury again. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if that's just because I want to watch that on, that that one only. <laughs> I just want to watch that I, one, which only. I could just do because mm-hmm. I own it. Um. Bong Joon-ho could be super interesting because it's a foreign film, right? South Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very different style from traditional Hollywood stuff, which is great. Oh, yeah. But I almost want to save him for later mm-hmm. when we have our shit together. Yeah, and that, that is a, a good option. Because I almost want to go training wheels. Mm-hmm. Or should we just dive in the deep end? You know what I mean? Well, because I know which one of yours. Because, you know, worst ways to die in the wilderness. Everybody says, after a bear, drowning. Drowning. In the deep end. 
mm-hmm. some underground river. Cavern. Yeah, when you're running from the sub... What's the word? Sub, uh, subterranean Creatures? civilization down there? Yeah. <laughs> no? Descent? Never seen it? I was going to say Sub-Zero? Mortal Sub Kombat? Zero. Oh, have you? Sidebar, sidebar. Have you seen the pictures from the trailer Mm-mm. for the new Mortal Kombat movie? I'm going to show it to you after this. When I watch and get terrified by the Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> whatever. Then, then Music you'll... video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. It, it looks pretty good. Um, I am going to choose from your list. God. Sam Mendes is so good, though. Skyfall is great. I mean, you know what? I'm going to choose Sam Mendes. Hmm? I'm going to choose Sam Mendes from your list. Because I think that he is kind of a marriage of both worlds. He, and it's not the super deep end, mm-hmm. but it's not like just action movies. Yeah. Which is what Ayer is good at. Even though End of Watch and Fury are, have a lot of super heavy thematic elements to it, mm-hmm. there are a lot of explosions and stuff. So, Ooh. Which I guess, you know, you know Sam Mendes has Bond, but Skyfall's a masterpiece. So. James Bond. So Sam Mendes is my choice from your list. Okay. I will now discuss my thought process on yours. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink this sour beer. Mm-hmm. My face. Um, I agree that doing a comedy, <laughs> doing, a com- <laughs> doing a comedy guy <laughs> after doing Edgar Wright would probably not be super great. Mm. And I do think it would be nice to kind of, you know, still have the training wheels on, do a layup. Uh, so I think Martin Scorsese. Ooh, Scorsese. Because okay. he's he is one of the first ones to come out of film school with the traditional knowledge of how movies work. Um, because it was him, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and Coppola, I think. I want to say Coppola, yeah. Um, so I know that we could navigate our way around his movies. Um, and he has such a large body of work. Yeah. That it would be easy enough to do to where let's say we fuck this up on the first three we could pick another three later on yeah yeah a part dose mm-hmm. and it, because his 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 body of work is so large it could be easy to choose a great one from the early in his career we're we just gonna do scorsese i think so i think that makes the most sense to me yeah it i feel like it's a great place to start mm-hmm. first series scorsese because he is one of the ogs man mm-hmm. he, and for all the couple people that are going to listen to this he would probably be the the one that most people have seen mm-hmm. or could even name. find yeah um yeah all right there you go score martin scorsese is going to be our our first official series so we'll choose three movies of his to watch um all right buckle in, which is going to be super fucking tough because yeah let's pull up his imdb uh, i i actually did write down um his main ones here. So I'm going to read them off. Taxi Driver. Raging Bull. The Last Temptation of Christ. Goodfellas. Casino. Gangs of New York. The Aviator. The Departed. Shutter Island. Hugo. Wolf of Wall Street. Silence. And The Irishman. So I actually checked 
three of these movies already to watch. All right, what three did you pick? I picked Taxi Driver, which is like his first real feature length. Mm-hmm. Which I have seen, but I haven't seen one in of a my favorite movies. Long time, obviously. I have a big poster of it framed. Yeah, with funny writing all over it. Yeah, it's a Japanese poster because mm-hmm. I'm super hip. Um, so Taxi Driver. Then we skip kind of into the middle to The Aviator because it is a very different type of movie than the you know a '70s dirty crime movie in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Aviator. And then Silence, which I've never seen. I've only seen the first like 10 minutes of. And I, I've heard it's not one of his most popular ones. Um, but Scorsese says it's one of his most personal films he's ever made. Um, and it's about Jesuit priests going to Japan. No, Japan or China. I think it's Japan. Uh, whenever, you know, during the Boxer Rebellion. Mm-hmm. That's China. Man, my world history sucks right now. I apologize. It's Japan. Um, they traveled to Japan. To Japan. During the Boxer Rebellion? Does it say so? Uh, I feel like a boxer is China. It does not say so. Anyway, but it's, it's whenever, you know, missionaries were not welcome in Japan. Um, and they're ch- it's, it's almost like Apocalypse Now, but with priests, from what I've heard. And Liam Neeson's in it. Adam Driver's in it. Andrew Garfield. Isn't it? Um, so that could be very interesting. It's three distinct styles from three distinct eras of Scorsese. And each one, um, they're not like, I, don't, I didn't want to do like a repeat because he worked with De Niro for a lot of his early work. Then he worked with DiCaprio for a lot. Um, so I kind of wanted to try something different. Um, but those are my three options. What do you, you, you got anything? What are you thinking? I'm going through, and as much as I'd love to argue with you, I really like the picks. Okay. Because Gangs of New York, I've seen a bunch. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen The Aviator either. I've seen Taxi Driver. It's just been a while. Um, I watched Shutter Island, um, which Shutter Island is just real good. Very good, yeah. Um, but I've seen that one a bunch. I've never watched Hugo. Neither have I, but I think that was more of like a kid. I've heard great things about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. It is I, it is geared as a kid's movie, but I've heard really good things about it. Wolf of Wall Street, seen. Um, Silence was one that I wanted to see that I just haven't okay. seen. Okay. Um, like I said, I don't really have any interest in seeing The Irishman. It's, you know, if you've seen Goodfellas and Casino, you've seen The Irishman. Which I have not seen either of those in their entirety. You have not seen Goodfellas? Not in its entirety. So that was going to be my thing. What? If you wanted to switch Taxi Driver for Goodfellas. Sorry, the laws. You've seen Taxi Driver? I've seen Taxi Driver. Yeah, we're going to watch Goodfellas. Sweet. Yeah, so it's Goodfellas, The Aviator, and Silence. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my I'm too far away from my mic. I apologize. We're gonna do well. You were yelling. Goodfellas, mm-hmm. The Aviator, and Silence for our first, not for our thir- first, but yeah, for our for our first series. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the three films we're gonna do. So oh, this will be interesting though because you've seen Goodfellas, you haven't seen The Aviator, and you haven't seen Silence. Yeah, and I have seen none of the three. Okay, yeah. So and I haven't seen Goodfellas in a while. 
Yeah, I've just seen bits and pieces of it, and it's been a while since I've seen bits and pieces yeah. of it. Um, oh, yeah, sweet. Awesome. So uh, I'm very, very interested to watch these now. Because um, they are very distinct eras of, of his films, right? It's One's the, the classic Scorsese gangster flick. Yeah, that came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. And then The Aviator, I think, was 06, I want to say. 2004. 2004. And that was kind of his one of his first forays into with DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his new muse. S- and that was more of like a character historical biopic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then Silence was 2014. Yeah. It's kind of almost like Scorsese's art house film, which I'm interested in for sure. Oh, that they almost gapped 10 years. Exactly. Each of them. Yeah. Very distinct styles, distinct eras. Um, sweet. So the first one we'll watch is Goodfellas. Um, yeah, fantastic. So it'll be a good time, fella. Yeah. So how the format's gonna go? We'll we'll take a break. We'll watch them. By break, I mean we'll take a week, watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll reconvene and we'll just talk about it. And I'll focus more on the narrative aspects, the themes mm-hmm. involved, the story. Uh, just some you know my favorite things about it. Mm-hmm. And then I focus more on technical side because mm-hmm. it's just what my brain does. This one, I'm oh yeah, you'll you'll love the camera work because this is one of the ones where Scorsese really showcases his uh, single take track, like following the action. Mm-hmm. You will love the camera work in this movie. It's fantastic. Oh, I believe it because that's always what I even saw from Hugo was he has one movement through a whole party dinner party and on the Mm -hmm, set mm -hmm. like walls move up and they fly them out this is i could be wrong but this is where he really introduces that style that he is so good known well known known for now um well yeah because by then he's had a handful of hits so he's probably free reign as far as like what he gets to do yeah yeah Cool, no, I man. dig it. I dig it. I dig it as well. How's how's your beer? I, we're pretty much close with it. Close, closely done. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. Um, definitely, I would have to drink it on on purpose. Mm. I, I feel would... like this is a good like summer beer. Mm-hmm. Like standing out on the lawn with your buddies barbecuing, mm-hmm. or like a good pool day, just a hot day. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot summer day. Yeah, for sure. Love it. But it is. It's like drinking Warhead. Which I I used to love warheads. Yeah, I was never the sour guy. My brother loved sour candies, so uh, I'm more of a peanut butter and chocolate guy, which explains why I love dark beer so much. Uh, Secret time. One of the movie theater snacks that I used to do was Sour Patch Kids into my bucket of popcorn. Let's talk about theater snacks to close off this episode. Okay. Theater snacks. What's your go-to theater snacks? Now? When, well, not now because we can't go to theaters but like current, the world's ending. Current day me, I do a bottle of water and- uh, A bottle of water? Chocolate-covered peanut M&Ms. Mmm. Classic. I used to be. I probably still am an AMC Stubbs member, so- mm-hmm. Sucker. I, uh, I get some pretty sick discounts. <laughs> I only have to pay $25 for a small popcorn instead mm-hmm. of- 26. I think your cat just attacked the wall. Maybe. Maybe. What's your go-to <laughs> theater snack? Um, my go-to theater snack, 
honestly, I'm very traditional. I give me like a nice fat cup of of Diet Coke. All that aspartame? Mm-hmm. Good for the blood. Probably why I can't remember anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> We've had this conversation before, David. Oh, God. It's happened again. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Um, and, so, then, and then, so, a, you know, a, a beverage. A bucket of Diet and then, Coke. And then buttery popcorn, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't like butter on my popcorn. I, I only like it in the theater because mm-hmm. I feel like it has a time and place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, like, I just don't, I, I, I feel weird actually having in a traditional theater, mm-hmm. like a hot dog or like hot food Yeah, in a traditional theater. Now take me to like Alamo draft house. Yeah. I will say like, there's the Warren that has the balcony to where like they will actually, you have a waiter that mm-hmm. serves you food. Mm-hmm. And even still it's more like hors d'oeuvres is putting it super fancy. It's yeah. just food in smaller bites. Yeah. Uh, by no means is it worthy of the hors d'oeuvre yeah. name, but like doing that kind of food stuff, I'm good with. I always hate anything if I have to eat with a a like silverware on a plate because I don't want to be noisy. Because that is that's the thing about you're I, very brave. I hate distracting people in movies. You are very brave for having M and M's during a movie because the fucking rappers just. I always open them before, and there's always the one person. The trailer that, starts. That, that fucking drops it and it goes in like a dramatic part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I just want to turn around and scold them. I remember when movie theaters used to actually be sloped because now they're more steps. So you don't really get that anymore. But their movie theaters used to actually have oh, a, yeah, a yeah. pitch to them to where it was all smooth. And that <laughs> when you drop something, roll down it would roll all the fucking <laughs> way down. Yep. Definitely never did it. Twice. That's why you always sit in the front row. Mm-hmm. You get but food. Classic kid movie theater was Sour Patch Kids and my popcorn. Because mm-hmm. you'd get some of the, the savory and some of the sweet with the sour. Get some of the, them Twizzlers as well. Mm-hmm. I used to do Twizzlers, bite them off, use it to drink my soda as a straw. You are a man. Mm-hmm. Art. I've lived a and life. <laughs> yeah. It I've, shows. I've seen things. It shows. <laughs> it does. Some might say I have not aged well. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Conversations in Cinema. Uh, Josh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. It's always fun talking and just kind of documenting our, our, our love of movies together. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch Goodfellas. Me too. It's going to be a good time. It's been on the list forever. Just never gotten around to it. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be nice to have that push to essentially make me watch it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so to end... The podcast. Um, As all I would, I would like, I would like to say this: that when and we'll say it once. When, when you, when you decide, when you wish upon a star, when, when, no, no matter how small you are, the the main thing to remember is leave the cannolis. No, take the cannolis and leave the gun, or take take a dessert gun. The and I. America. We. Uh, uh, and that's how we do it. Uh,